Hello and welcome to the Midweek War Stories. As, well, this week it's really just SmackDown. Yep. And a best of Nitro. Then can't we just say, listen to what happened on Raw and then just replace the word Raw with SmackDown? Boom, roasted. Replay. Welcome to replace the word with Raw and you get SmackDown. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside with the Human Wrestling Database. Corey Mack. Zippity doodah, zippity yay. Uh, the ch- 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 chosen one, Mike Bubble. That's right, slap nuts. So, guys, uh, I've got e- gimmick envy. <laughs> you really do now. <laughs> the uh, midweek war stories this week. It's the last midweek of the year 1999. The 1999s. And people tried to get that over in real time back then. Gross. Did you punch him in the face? Was it fetch? <laughs> no. Fetch will fetch. never be a thing. They tried, and it was shut down. The thing is, it was attempted on multiple occasions throughout the year, and it was shut down fast every time. So, so uh, we don't have a Thunder this week, but Nit- Dose Dogey decided to do a Best of Nitro. Yeah, whatever. Which I will run you down the matches, so I don't... Um, it's just, a, uh, I would say that it was a Best of. What they did was they had the announcers in a stage, and then they would reflect on the Best of Nitro. The match they give us is Jushin Thunder Liger versus Brian Pillman from the first uh, Nitro. Next match is a Kidman versus, versus Ultimo Dragon from Dragon. Ultimate. There you go. In From February 2nd, 1998. Uh, a December 15th of 1997, Leparca Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio and Juventud Guerrera. Uh, the 100th episode of Nitro, however, on the network, there's 99. Of, uh, on August 4th, 1997, Lex Luger defeating Hogan for the title. Uh, Goldberg's first match, September 22nd 90, of 97, Hugh Morris versus him. Then 4-20-1998, Goldberg-Raven for the U.S. title. Uh, ten, uh, October 4th of 1999, <laughs> the only 1999 match that they would put on for Nitro is uh, Chris Benoit and Bret Hart, the uh, Owen Hart tribute match. And the main event for this uh, was um, Goldberg versus Hollywood Hogan, July 6, 1998, for the title. Man, I can't imagine why Luger winning the title four months before Sting didn't go over well and Starkid. It's weird. Can't imagine why it didn't work so well. You don't worry about that. <laughs> that, that little guy? Jesus. I'm, I'm just mad they didn't put any of like the J.J. Dillon asking Sting what he wanted. That was the highlight. They should have just had Sting leaving Al right matches. <laughs> Still love that one. So let's go to SmackDown, December 30th, 1999. We're in Richmond, Virginia. At the Richmond Coliseum. Look at them going back to back, Corey. I, Jesus. It's the wrong company, but they're in my they are Heavy hitters in the South. This is Jim Crockett Promotions, baby. God damn. What's what's missing here? Uh, Memphis? Where are they going, Memphis? What would be the... Uh, Memphis, the Mid-South Coliseum. Or Mid-South the Coliseum, uh, that's Pyramid right. in 99. Yeah. Where you got Memphis? There's Jerry Lawler and Mike, Michael Cole on commentary. Michael. Nolans. Nolans. We gonna do? Hootie-hoo! We're going to recap a Raw of Triple H making a pink slip on a pole match and Rock winning it and Mankind getting fired and kicking him out of the arena. We start the show off SmackDown with Stephanie and uh, Triple H in the back hugging, 
As Kane and Tori entered, Kane, Triple H is like, hey, man, I need help from you. I helped you a test. I need help from you now. Triple H says that they're not happy that they had to fire Mick Foley. Uh, so uh, because of him being fired, uh, Triple, uh, Triple H wants Kane to face The Rock tonight in a no-holds-bar match. And then Triple H tries to stir things up with Kane saying, hey, have you ever seen the way The Rock looks at Tori? And how he looks at other women. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike's already done. Are you done? Are you done? I'm out. He's out. Uh, as he, uh, you know, once again, he just says, hey, man, I'm, I'm doing you a favor to get your hands on the rock. Let's go to our first match of the night, as it's a handicap match, because Tess doesn't know, know about it until he hits the ring, as it's Tess versus Albert and the big boss man. God, you would swear to Christ that Tess just, like, stuck a dildo up Vince's ass without him knowing. Like, what in the fuck did he do wrong? He fucked Stephanie but didn't tape it for Vince to watch. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is this is more brutal than it was <laughs> the first time around because you actually pay attention this time. You're like, God damn. Since so, that wedding, they've been... This is the worst thing John the Bruiser Brody. Fuck, man. I mean, I get it. Hunter gets the push, but Jesus. Like, you get the push and the girl. Can you just let the dude win matches or just not look like a bitch? Nope. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Can't do it. Uh, we, we see uh, Triple H and uh, Stephanie mocking Test, and they go, well, if Test doesn't wrestle, he's going to be fired. Um, Test gets a pump handle slam, uh... But um, couldn't get Albert up, so it looked like he pump handled gut bustered him. Uh, we find out that Xbox taking Big Show in a t- on tonight in a non-title match. Weird. Albert scissor kicks Test for the win. Bossman doesn't really get in the ring. Uh, we go backstage with Mula and May, uh, May entering the room with of uh, Triple H and Stephanie. Stephanie calls them an embarrassment for the WWF. The uh, they attacked a fan at the restaurant on Raw. So Stephanie says, "Well, if you guys want to fight, uh, you guys are gonna have a tag match against the Hollies tonight. And if they don't, they will be fired." Then we had a classic Mick Foley moment, as it's him uh, talking about how uh, Jimmy Snuka jumping off the cage inspired him, and how he wanted to do the same spots. Um, uh, we see him jumping off the cage, uh, jumping off the ropes, going through an announce table, jumping off uh, his friend's roof as a kid. I'm surprised that was still on the network, that last part. Give it a while. It they, won't be on the- they do not pub that video a lot. It won't be on the Ecock. No. Um, then we get a, a part says Mankind is going to have an interview tonight with JR, so they show a little clip. Uh, then they show Mankind attacking Undertaker from a Raw. One of the classic Raws. Hey, when was that debut? I was trying to think of it. When was it? The night after WrestleMania 12. Hmm. So, April 1st, 1996. Damn. We go backstage with Tri- Triple H and Stephanie again, and Al Snow is hmm. happy that uh, Foley's been fired. And Triple H is like, great, you know, that's cool and all. But Al like, you know what? Since he's been fired, I want Al, I want Mankind's spot. I want Mick's spot. Not Triple H. spot. <laughs> Not his dog spot. Uh, we we've heard uh, Foley's bellied up at the North Pole, so you know 
Uh, Triple H says, well, if Mick was here, he would have Mick, fa- uh, Mick uh, taking on Jeff Hardy tonight because Matt's on the shelf. So that would eliminate both Hardys. I meant to ask, what the fuck happened to Matt Hardy? Wasn't he the one that got busted up in that Mick, the tag match where yeah. Matt and Edge teamed up against? Yeah, he, had, he was. His mouth was all fucked mm. up. Well, he's like his eye is all bruised and fucked yeah. up, and he like gets like they said he uh, broke his cheekbone. That's that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because because on the last SmackDown with the special enforcers, out Shark Tank match, he wasn't there. Yeah. Um. Stephanie says if Al's successful, they're throwing a bonus for him. As Al's leaving, he's yelling, "I got mixed spot." Our next match is a uh, Rikishi too cool versus Kurt Angle. Angle comes out first, says he wants to be Maryland's idol. Cool. Uh, Virginia. Oh, <laughs> well, he said Maryland. Uh, Steve Blackman <laughs> comes down the ring. Blackman will be handcuffed to the ring post. So we see the reactions of the, like Stephanie, like what the hell, and Triple H's like, ha, good. Uh, she's mad, and he has a big smile on his face. We're during the match. Blackman uncuffs himself and hits Rikishi <laughs> with a nunchuck, <laughs> and then handcuffs himself. And Angle covers him for the one. This two, was three. so great, dude. It was so fucking hilarious. I just let you cut yourself. Hey, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Triple H is like, we cut back. And what the hell? How, how do you get a key? And Stephanie's like, I don't know. But hey, Angle's still undefeated. <laughs> what the hell? Let's do another classic Mick Foley. It's Summer of Love as it's uh, Foley jumping off the blue cage. I hate watching that because the blue cage is so unforgiving and China, just the door right into his head. But on top of that, watching him jump under that hard as fuck WWE ring. I cannot imagine the pain coursing through his body at that point. It's like the uh, Brett Owen superplex. There's no give that mat. They hit the, they hit it. And then it's like, it just reminds me of Sean Waltman. Telling the story about how much he hated those fucking rings. Yep. And how every summer they would do like these outdoor tent shows in goddamn Martha's Vineyard or whatever the fuck in the Northeast that, you know, those nice little posh places to go for your vacations. And they would do like two week tours of tent shows in those places with tiny little 14 inch or 14 foot rings that would just bounce like crazy. But there were shitty payoffs and nobody really wanted to do them, but him and Bob Hawley. Like requested to do it one year, and Sean was giving him shit, and he's like, "Motherfucker, I'm outside all day, and I'm bumping in a ring that's like a trampoline." And from then on, Sean's like, "The next year, Sean was on that fucking tour." <laughs> so was Razor. So yep. was- <laughs> uh, we go backstage and we see Tori getting a drink, and then Stephanie walks up, and then Stephanie starts to like, "Hey, I gotta say something to you about The Rock." Uh, she says that The Rock likes to violate women. Jesus like, Christ. She's worried about Tori because of the way he looks at her. What the fuck? Like, you know this dude is like the face of your company right now, right? He's violating. You know he likes to fuck women against their will, don't you? Jesus Christ. Checks out, right? What the fuck? Jesus Christ. He's going to force the people's pork inside you. It's not the only poontang pot, you know. Let's go to our next match. This is Jeff Hardy versus Al Snow. Um, Jeff. Hey? <laughs> I thought it was a fun match. It's a good match, but yeah. just looking at it going in, you're like, why? Why? Uh, yeah. Uh, Jeff hits uh, 
hits a moonsault off the guardrail. Al uh, attacks Jeff's left knee. Snag, uh, Snow grabs a chair and does a moonsault with it, but misses. Snow puts the chair around Hardy's left leg and goes to the top turnbuckle, but the ref tries to stop him. Matt Hardy comes out, bruised, and hits Snow with it. Jeff covers him for the win. It was inter- uh, in- uh, enjoyable. There's another spot that they try to do the same thing, but uh, Al hits the left leg of Jeff, and he just falls straight back on the ground. Al Snow is a really good 17-year-old veteran, 17-year veteran, who knows what he's doing, isn't going to really fuck up a lot of stuff in the ring, and is probably a perfect base for Jeff Hardy at this point in his career because not only can he catch him, but also teach him in the ring. Yep. So really, I mean, I'm not surprised it was a good match. Like, really. It's just, it's tough for him to get excited about all snow. It just is. It really is, yeah. Um, we had classic Mick Foley again as it's a uh, hell in a cell with him and Taker. Corey's favorite match of all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, January 4th, 1999, Foley winning the title on Raw with the help of one Stone Cold. Uh, DX, health on that And DX. Everybody keeps forgetting about that. Maybe the loudest ovation I've ever heard when Stone Cold comes I actively say it is the loudest one ever. It is. And so I didn't realize until we watched it that they fucking spoiled it the whole night. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, our next match is the Hollies versus May Young and Moolah with <laughs> Henry and Whippleman on the out. Ugh. May tries to hit a Bronco Buster. And oh, fucking kills herself. Damn it. Yep. But uh, Hardcore wasn't having any of it, so he clotheslines her. Crash power slams May for the win. The Hollies attack Henry. Harvey Murphman gets in, takes his shirt off. Whippleman tries to get in the face of Hardcore, but Hardcore hits a reverse atomic drop on him. May so, Young. Lives like another 15 years from this point. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we go backstairs to Hayes as he's uh, standing outside the door of uh, The Rock saying, Hey, The Rock at this time is not taking any questions. Tori comes by and she's like, I, need, I, I know, I know. And then The Rock pops up yelling at Hayes saying, I'll take questions. Just come knock on my door, jabroni. And then Tori freaks out and runs off and then he... Rock looks at Hayes like, what'd you do to her? Yeah, right. What's her problem? <laughs> uh, next is our classic Mick Foley. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh. Maybe that was a little ribbon on the square, as it were. As it would hardly be the first time a woman would freak out rain running and screaming and somebody would turn to Michael Hayes and say, what did you do to her? Yep. Uh, a classic Mick Foley as, as, as it's the three faces of Foley. That was awesome. One of my favorite moments. Our next match is a no-holds-bar match as it's Kane with Tori versus The Rock. Uh, they fight up the ramp. Ch- uh, Kane goes to goes off the stage through a table. Kane uh, chokeslams The Rock through the announce table next to the stage. Uh, they fight through the crowd. Rock gets a chair from Tori. And as that's happening, The Rock drags her into the ring. Uh, they fight for it, and The, the Rock shrugs her off. Kane goes to clothesline the Rock, but Rock ducks and Kane clotheslines Tori. Rock hits Kane with a chair and then a rock bottom for the win. So I noticed that uh, the Rock has learned how to use a chair properly. By the time. It took longer. <laughs> it took him a while. <laughs> uh, classic McFoley. The birth or Mr. Socko. It's a classic. Mr. Socko. <laughs> uh, we get a recap of uh, Raw, the pink slip on the pole match, that fall they took. 
Good my, God Almighty. My favorite thing about Vince and, and Mick is they, uh, he purposely didn't write anything. It was all ad lib. So he just reacted to whatever Mick did. He I wish they would do it now. showed up with Mr. Socko. He had to <laughs> react to that. It's fucking fantastic. Wish they would do that now, but, you know. Well, let's go to JR. Take over here, nurse. Let's go. I'll take over here. Well, let's go to JR with Mick, at Mick Foley's house. Uh, Foley says that he's been prepping to retire. Uh, Foley wants to retire at the main event at WrestleMania and go out as WWF champion in a perfect world. Foley uh, not is not bitter at The Rock. If he won, he would have been the most hated man on the roster. Foley knew his best days were behind him and The Rock's best days were ahead of him. His favorite moments are, the, are, are his fun times. The return of Cactus Jack, winning the title last year. Uh, Foley's not happy that he can't. Uh, Foley's happy now that he can be at home now with his family. Um, but it's not the way that he wants it to go out. Uh, you know, they the Foley brings up that the kids were worried about money and all that, and he's like, "Don't worry, I've I've been saving up." And what we've heard about Foley. Is that he's one stingy, yeah. and he he wore the same clothes every night. He'll just take the popcorn. Giant bags popcorn for dinner. Yep, yep. Uh, here here share uh, hotel rooms with people, but sleep on the floor. He he would try to do as much as he can to save that money. Him, Kevin Nash, and DDP sharing hotel rooms on tour, and Foley and Nash. Ready to kill DDP. Because one, he's just, I mean, he's that gimmick 24-7. But he would, like, board the hotel room up. He would put heavy blankets over the windows and tape it and tack it so there wasn't a fucking sliver of light coming through. And they would bitch and moan because it would take so long. But then the next morning when they didn't wake up until, you know, 9 a.m. and it was still pitch black in there and it was the best sleep they'd ever had. They didn't hate it too much. But then he said, but then they'd bitch and moan the next night when he would do it all over again. Uh, an off-topic uh, hotel story I've heard was a big show that he went to a hotel and checked in, like left for the arena and all that. And I guess McVince called the arena and had them a uh, hotel and switched out his uh, bed sheets yeah. for tiny, short, <laughs> like tight, under, like super tight. So when he got in underneath the sheets, he's like, what the fuck? He can't move his legs because they're so tight to the bed. He's like, that's like the rib he got me on. And it's just like, okay, that's pretty funny. God damn, pal. How was you not asleep? And then he would take AEW, so he wins. Foley uh, uh, says that uh, he's not happy about uh, what about everything but Triple H and Stephanie having their way. And he says that he will get his revenge. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, backstage, we see Triple H frustrated about what Foley just said. Uh, Triple H wants X-Pac to take his frustrations out on Big Show. And he goes, you know what? If you don't win, uh, you're going to be fired. What? So he's taking, his, Bro, frust- what? He's taking his frustrations out on... On the Pac. On the Pac. violence. Then we get a history of China and Chris Jericho's matches. Uh, they're China winning the first match, Jericho winning Armageddon. Um... China comes down the ring saying that she's been saving Jericho because she wants to be the one to beat him. Uh, her thumb has now healed. Jericho comes out and says, you know, you're lying. You have a crush on me. 
but so the feeling is not mutual, sister. So our next match is for the Intercontinental Championship as it's China versus Chris Jericho. Jericho gets tied up in the ropes and uh, um, China uh, Jericho's able to get out of the way as China then jumps over the top rope. Uh, Jericho springboard drop kicks her off the apron. We get a ref bump. Uh, Jericho gets a chair, swings and misses. China hits the pedigree. The ref is down. A new ref comes in, but Jericho kicks out at two. Jericho back body drops China and both, but both land on a chair. And then each ref uh, makes the uh, count, and it looks like China and Jericho are both champions. Oh no! I hated oh, this. No, I hated this. The dreaded co-champions, and it was given away when. The second ref didn't leave when the other one got up, but he just stood there and stared at him. I'm like, if you were going to do this finish, which I hate generally anyways, he should have like barely woken up and then did the count without seeing the other ref. He just stared at him. I know. Jericho and China begin to brawl with each other because they're fighting over the title. Uh, Classic Rock, uh, Classic Mick Foley, Rock and Sock winning the tag titles. Uh... Our next match is Farouk with Bradshaw versus Bubba Ray Dudley with Devon. The posse come out. I mean... It's be stiff. This is when it dawned on me. Okay. Look what the Dudleys are wearing. Yep. We're there. Yep, we're there. Uh, match goes there. for a bit. Bradshaw gets involved. The posse come down with pipes in their hands and attack the Acolytes. Um, then we see Triple H. Uh, you know, that he's impressed with that beatdown. Real quickly... Can you think of a better um, improvement in gear from uh, from a team or singles performer than like the Dudley's like basketball shorts and tie dye shirt to this the camo pants and the vest for Bubba and just the shirt for Devon? It's a good look, and it it seems to just I hate to say this, but it main. It legitimized them as a main act instead of an indie act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. When you when you see an indie show or something, you see, like, look at you know, CM Punk. When you first see him, he's wearing basketball shorts and um, stuff like that. And it's just like, yeah, you you look more official in tights or you know what type of gear they're wearing now, instead of the basketball gear. It looks like you're going for a pickup game instead of a... What about Shawn Michaels gear from the Rockers to the HBK gimmick? The original Switch? I can go with that because it was from the crazy neon late 80s, early 90s Rockers look to to the Tiger Stripe with the, yeah. Hogan from the trunks to the pants. Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hogan. Yep. Okay. There it is. We get classic uh, Mick Foley. Rock, this is your life. No, this isn't classic Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> nope. uh, we see backstage, we see DX talking about how Triple H has changed. They don't know what his deal now is. Do they uh, expect us to buy, They do this every second week. 
that they break up or they they're feuding. Like last week, we had Stephanie the, saying DX yeah. uh, Triple H is oh, over. They're against D- They're against Hunter and Steph now because they're a power couple. Oh wait, no. Now they're against Steph and she's against. Every week they do this and they expect us to fall for it. Mm-hmm. Also, what is he doing? He's fucking the boss's daughter. Like, well. <laughs> Uh, we got well, our next match, guys. It's Viscera and Jackie versus Gangrel and Luna. Fuck me. Uh, Viscera body slams Luna for the win. This belongs. This belonged straight into the uh, Lethal Lottery Tag Title Tournament. Jesus, on man. Viscera tries to do a big splash on her, but Teddy stops. This him. is a metal match if I've ever seen one. Yeah. We go uh, backstage with Hayes with The Rock. Hayes wants to talk about, uh, but The Rock walks away and. Hayes makes a two cent comment of that. Uh, oh, he brings up the Rock being uh, mankind being fired, and the, it's the Rock's fault. So the Rock comes back, and you know he's like, "It was Triple H and uh, Stephanie's fault that he got fired. He had to go out and fight uh, Kane because his crazy girlfriend looked at him weird." The Rock's pissed that mankind got fired. I like the Rock's promo here. It was good. He would hit one of his catchphrases, but he didn't do it joking. He was like, "Bitch, shut the fuck up." Yep. Shut up, jabroni. Like, I yeah. wish we'd see this version a little more often. It was really good. Uh, let's go to the main event as it's X-Pac and Big Show. And if X-Pac loses... In a non-title match. Non- yep, if he loses, he's weird. fired. Triple H and Stephanie come out and they sit on the lazy, lazy boy. Big Show manhandles X-Pac. And then Triple H is like... You don't say. And he's like, hey, wait a minute. Um... Did I not tell you that this was a handicap match and I forgot to introduce uh, Pac's par- partner as it's the Road Dog? We were just doing what Vince did 14 months ago. With- yeah. All right, cool. They do a double leg sweep and then double pin, but show pushes them both off. Road Dog is now limping. I don't, I don't know if that's oh, you didn't know. to sell the match or sell the move, but yeah. Um, Sympathy pains then for, he the goes f- to, for the f- flight of Buzzkill. Then he goes to double choke slam them both of them. Triple H. Like, oh, wait. They also have a partner, and it's Billy Gunn. Gunn accidentally hits a splash on Road Dog. Show them throws X-Pac in the corner, and all three in the corner. Big Show hits a big splash on all three men. DX attack Big Show, and Triple H is like, hey, I forgot to tell you. I'm their partner, too. So all four of them beat, beat up uh, Big Show. They atta- uh, bust him open. Um, bust him open, but X Pac hits a Bronco Buster. Pe- Triple H pedigrees him. Uh, X Pac pins him, and then he's yelling, "I did it myself! I did it myself!" <laughs> good for good for Pac. Um, there are two things in the McMahon uh, Helmsley era that you gotta know: you're either gonna get your ass kicked, or you're gonna get your ass fired. That was cringy when she said that. It's not good. Does not have it yet. Nope. Um, that's it for uh, SmackDown. So, let's go to the ratings. Okay. I guess there's ratings here, but I don't know. The, the website that has Thunder ratings, it has Thunder ratings. So, let's go from there. Uh, last week, Thunder got a 2.33. Raw uh, SmackDown got a 4.41. This week, I guess, according to this, the Nitro got a 2.22. Okay. I was like, impressive stats for Thunder this week. Right. And uh, WWF got a 4.36. Yeah. 
So we're not going to do the award show. We're going to do our favorite part, the last one for 1999. It's Corey's high point, low point, extra point. High point, uh, all things fully. Yep. He uh, killed it. Uh, that rock-fired promo at the end was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Low point, uh, anytime Tori is on screen. Fuck, dude. That is, she is just a charisma void. Um, boy, is she bad. She does not deserve the name Tori. And uh, extra point. I almost I almost want to get, like, I wish there were GoFundMe. GoFundMe is available in 1999. We can get something together for test. <laughs> to help a brother out. Just, god damn, man. (laughs) I. Get the money together to buy out his contract. Let him go to WCW. Jesus Christ. Like, you would think he was actively, like, working on Nitro every week. (laughs) Right. Like, what the fuck, (laughs) dude? I mean, this is egregious. (laughs) Like, it wasn't that big of a deal, man. It it wasn't his job for the storyline. Like, he's just doing his job. (laughs) Fuck. Oof, the game so, is uh, jealous. Uh, uh, next, I think uh, Tess needs a haircut. Uh, this is a test. So, uh, what a way to end 1999 with the uh, SmackDown slash Nitro 2.0 best of. We're definitely on a crazy train. Going into the 2 triple zero. Yes, sir. Two yeah, hour nitro. Are you guys excited for 2000? Hell yeah. All right. Uh, two hour nitros. Got to be better than three hour nitros. Can't be worse. Uh, well, well, I can't say that. We'll see. Uh, WF is cooking. If we can just get away from repeating the same story arc every fucking show for four weeks now. So I think they're in the middle of their, uh, well, it's not January yet, so. It's not quite ready to get ready for the Rumble, so. Yeah. I'll just keep doing this. So, next week, Midweek War Stories, we'll be in the year 2000. Well, next week, sir. Okay, oh, so I apologize. We're not next doing. Week, doing the next time on Midweek, we'll be in the year 2000. Yeah. Next week, we'll be doing the best of 1999 for the Monday night and Midweek Oof. War Stories. So, that is something to look forward to. Quite the year. Also, you can look forward to going to NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com to find all of our lovely things. And you can also listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 